Welcome back to the weekly roundup with the PSN coaches. I'm Dylan, that's Jen, that's Mike, that's Mel. We are here today to talk about the clear shift that we are in the middle of in the market. Um, we've been seeing it obviously for a while now, and I think what's becoming more and more clear is these rough seas that we're seeing, they're not going away anytime soon. And so if you haven't, if you haven't adjusted in your business yet, today is the day to do that. And that's 100% what we're going to be talking about. We want to give you some action steps and some different ways to look at what's going on and your business today so you can shift that mindset to make those changes that are necessary so you don't get left behind with what's coming up ahead, what's going to continue to come up ahead. Um, Mel, I want to throw it to you because we were talking about this a little bit before we started, you know, just talking about the consistency that's necessary, the doubling of the efforts. But before we get into that, let's just talk about mindset for a little bit. Like where, where's your head at in the shift and the people that you're coaching right now, what kind of conversations are you having? Yeah. So it's really narrowing the focus, right? Of the conversation before the conversation was much larger. We would talk about quite a few different things in their business. Now it's like everything you, you talk about the great radio you have in your new car and all of these wonderful things you've got. But when you run out of gas, there's only one thing you're looking for and you're looking for gas, right? Because none of those things matter if the car isn't running. And this is where you are. And in fact, you're already in it. This is For next time, make sure that you're looking ahead so you can anticipate what's happening if you haven't already, because this is where the conversations get very narrow. What are your actions looking like? You know, you weren't able to do it. Let's look at your calendar because people always think we're busy, 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 busy. That's why I couldn't get to it. Right. Let's really dig down and see what that is. And and Jen, you, I know you can attest to this. I haven't found one person yet that we looked at their calendar and I said, oh yes, I see. Yes. You're way too busy. (laughs) There's no way you could have lead generated for your business today. It's just not possible. That's right. It's never that way, but we, that is the most important thing. I mean, there's also other important elements like, you know, cronking your system, looking, going through your financials and really replacing, renegotiating, getting rid of what you don't need at this time. But at the end of the day, this is a long game. We knew this at the beginning. We knew this yesterday and we'll know this again tomorrow, but we forget when things change, right? When suddenly listings come a little bit easier or that person calls you and just wants you and you don't have to, we forget that this is a long game that we still have to be playing underneath, right? And so that's, I think the mindset needs to stay focused on the, I always say focus on the target, keep your eyes on the target, not the market. You know, you're going to get dissuaded. There's always something. And one of the messages we've been saying to all of our buyers, right? You've seen it on TikTok. You've seen it in conversations and that, and that's, you know, people be cautious that you're making a permanent decision based on a temporary situation in reference to the interest rates, right? Like, let's keep our eye on the, on the picture. And this is what everybody needs to do. Quit looking up and seeing the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Get down and focus, right? Actually focus on what you're doing and then double those efforts. You got to double those efforts. Getting in front of people. And we were just talking like Mike and I previous is that, you know, you can send all the texts and hide behind social media and do everything you want to do, but nothing impacts a person's conversation, a person's decision, unless you're voice to voice. So that's either 
on the phone, on Zoom, or in person having conversations. Because if I say yes in a text, you can't see that I'm rolling my eyes, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you need to have that connection with people. And I would encourage, if you were if you were making two appointments a week, make four. Like you have to double your efforts. And to make four, you have to talk to twice as many people. This is your goal. Like to me, it narrows it right down to that. Yeah. And now I want to I want to jump to Jen real quick. Jen, I know that this is a discussion that you're having with a lot of agents right now. And you've coached agents through a shift before. But the other thing that I I was thinking of just this morning was like, you've helped people not just through the shift in the market, but every agent that's been in this long enough has also had shifts in their business where the things that they were doing before are no longer working. So what kind of conversations are you having there now? Or what would you say when you speak to that about like, okay, something's changed. I'm not getting the outcome I was getting before. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, that's um, that's a big question because the answer kind of changes depending on the person you're speaking to. Um, the the first step in that I conversation I have with everybody, I had this conversation earlier today um, with one of our agents who is frustrated with the situation. Um, and I, I just said to him, well, how well have you educated your client? And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, right, we're seeing a lot of new clauses. We're seeing a lot of new hesitations from buyers and from sellers. We're seeing a lot of concern about the market. There's a lot of negativity out there. We're, we're feeling it pretty heavily right now. It's, the air feels heavy, right? It's, it's just we're in a negative space as a whole. And so the only way to to help people see the path through that is to educate them on what's happening right now and then what are the options that they have that they can choose from and which one is the best one for them and that way when they make the choice or they don't make the choice you at least have the ability to give them an opportunity to choose instead of them choosing out of fear more powerful decision. Did I freeze again? For those of you that are joining us for the first time, the internet in Jen's office is horrendous. And so she will pause from time to time. Um, and usually at the moment where she gives her best bit of insight. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> yeah we're all on pins and needles yeah, waiting yeah. for that final little bit there. Um, but just to, to, <laughs> to kind of recap what I'm, what I'm hearing from both Mel and now Jen was the two main points with where Mel was at was simplify. Let's not make this too complicated. Let's get down. Like if we're on this road trip, let's not worry about making sure that our radio is good, that our seat warmers are good. Let's make sure that we have gas and we know where to get gas. And Jen's now talking about when you're working with your clients, if you know people get paralyzed by not having enough information or being bombarded with too much information and not seeing a clear way through. So are you educating your client enough for them to be able to make a decision? Is that what I'm hearing from you there, Jen? Yeah, that that's the main thing. Um, and, and this goes for any any shift in a market when we go to a market that becomes more challenging, um, or you're trying to you're trying to teach somebody anything when it's it's a harder experience or environment for them, the more we know, and the more information we have, the more power we have. Um, and people will never make a decision out of fear. Right? Dylan, you said it very well, it, it, they go into paralysis, mm -hmm. because fear is and it's pretty much the worst place to make a decision from, right? Because we're always generally going to make a decision based on what feels best in that moment. We're going to go from pain to pleasure instead of understanding what is best for me in this situation. 
Um, and when we don't have all of the information, we, there might be options we're not even aware of that we don't know because we're not a professional and we haven't been in the business and we're not hearing the conversations we're having on a daily basis. So it, it, yeah, the, the reality is in a shifting market, education becomes power and information is always power, but it's much more powerful in this market because in a good market, I could knock on someone's door and go, hey, you wanna sell your house? And they go say, no, not right now. I'm not gonna get enough money for my home. And I go, okay, I'll be back in a month because it'll be worth $50,000 more. I'll talk to you then. And they're gonna go, yes, sounds good. And I'm potentially gonna get a listing. It's a little bit of information to create motivation. We're in an inverse situation right now where they need a lot of information to create motivation because we have to pass them through fear. Right. And, and that's a much different discussion to have to have. But in a shifting market, you need to know how to navigate those conversations. That's a skill set you need to develop. So for the people that I'm coaching right now, that's the main conversation I'm having with them and then challenging them and saying, do you know how to do that? Do you have the ability to have a conversation structured that way? Do you have the ability to build a strategy with your client and go, hey, it might not be right now. Maybe it's in six months. What has to happen in the next six months for us to get there and build your pipeline that way? And you will build lifelong clients by doing that, which gives us a better return on our investment of time down the road. Because once you sit and you support them that way, they're never going to go to somebody else because nobody else is going to sit down and do that with them. Mm -hmm. Right. So that trust gets really built at a high level. And, and that I love when you said, are you equipped to have that conversation? I mean, mm -hmm. if you've ever sat through, if you went to university or college or any, any session where you sit through and the professor's up there and just yakker, 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 and then you start doing tic-tac-toes on your board, because it, it has no, like, I mean, it's general, yeah. but I'm sure I can look it up on Google and get the same information. But yeah. how are you, because there is a skill on how to have that conversation where it's asking questions and having that client in front of you discover it and but you're leading yeah. them with those questions so that they can discover it because now they're engaged this is about them but that is not and i'm sure jen you'd agree like nine times out of ten that's not how people approach this they approach this as man i'm a realtor and i know so much stuff so i'm just gonna lay it on you right and when you reach out to a coach or you're talking to any of the training sessions we have this is where you're learning how to structure that conversation which is nine times listening you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No yeah. And that's that, to ask as well. Right. Yeah. And that's very true. A lot of the time agents walk into an appointment or a consultation, as I like to call it, and they turn into a fire hose. They just start spewing mm -hmm. information, stats and why, what their numbers are and how many families they've helped. And they make two mistakes. One, they talk about themselves a lot because they think they're there to sell themselves. And they're not, they're there to solve a problem, but they don't, they don't, no one's taught them that, right? You're there to solve the person's problem on the other side of the table and be the, be the best person for them to choose and be the person they trust the most. If you can understand that, your increase, your conversion will go way up right away. And second of all, you know, it's not about you talking 80% of the time. It's not about them falling in love with you. It's about them understanding what the process is. And it's about you giving them the opportunity, as you said, Mel, to share what their pain points are and give you the chance to provide them solutions. And if you don't listen or you don't ask questions, you're never going to get those answers. If you don't get those answers, you're not going to be able to provide solutions. And if you can't provide solutions, they're probably not going to hire you unless you were, unless everybody that they talked to did the same thing and you had the best stick, then maybe you'll get hired. But if one person walks in and does a consultation instead of an appointment, you're going to mm -hmm. lose that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think the big thing there, just to throw that, to make it clear for people, is there's a difference between looking at your buyer and seller meetings as consultations versus presentations. Because presentations, yeah. by by nature, you're going to be up there doing most of the talking, and that's not the way you should be approaching it. Think of it as a consultation. You're there to learn what their challenge is, and then you give the guidance on how to overcome it. Now, Mike has been sitting here so patiently, just waiting to get in on this <laughs> conversation. And and what I what I'd love to talk about with you, Mike, is let's look at what Mel and Jen have given us so far. They've given us a way to approach the shifting market. Like we know that we need to simplify. We know that we need to be able to have the right kind of conversations. Now, let's say you're an agent that has experience, that knows how to do this stuff. What is one of the things that one of the reasons why people don't take action, right? Like I know how to have a great buyer consultation. I know how to have a great listing consultation. I know I got to double down on my efforts. I intellectually know that. Why am I yeah. not doing it? Right. That right. is a big disconnect for a lot of people. And it comes back to something that you and I have talked about so many times now on that buzzword that seems to be going around, but it's so important. It's not just a buzzword mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Mindset is yeah. so important because it's the thing that will inspire you to take that action when you don't feel like taking it. And part of that mindset comes back into routine. And so why don't you, why don't you jump in, jump off from there for us and talk a little bit about yeah. routine and mindset as you've been, you know, navigating the shift. Yeah. So, uh, and I love their points, right? Cause clarity is power. And so the way that I look at it is, uh, and I got this right out of the shift book, funny enough, it's one of my favorite lines in the, in the first tactic is this market is chaos and chaos is opportunity, right? So when you hear this market is chaos, most people go, it's chaos. Everything's going nuts, right? But it's the clarity in that, that lies the opportunity. So the more clear it is that on our goals, the more clear we are and our routines and, and what we do every single day, showing up every single day, the better we're going to be. Right. And so number one, as a seasoned agent, um, Yes, it can be scary, right? And it's scary for myself. Like we have, I never in my career have we had so many listings active that are like all coming off the market. It's just never, I have been a part of my career and it's not been a long one. It's been about six, six years now, but I have had a stat where I have sold 99% of the homes I have listed. Mm -hmm. And in the past three months, that stat is now dropping because of that, right? And that's a pretty good stat to have. Like that's, yeah. you know, it's pretty <laughs> solid, right? So we've only ever had one, mar you know, one home come off the market right? Or two homes, I guess, whatever it is. So, and in the past three weeks and the next three weeks, we'll probably have three to four come off the market, which is like crazy to me. However, um, you know, I was, what I always do when this kind of stuff happens and you're going through that processing part is go back to what you're doing, right? If you're a winner in today's marketplace, a winner is going to get up and say, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to power through this. Nothing can stop me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so clarity is power. Go back to your routine. What is my routine? Okay. So I need to lead generate, I need to prioritize that even more than I ever have before. So again, we're going to go back to time blocking, prioritizing that and sticking with it. I shared a great story with Dylan and Mel here before we jumped on that I am so like, I have such a routine and I've had it for so long that the slightest little bump in my routine throws off my whole day. And so this morning I, for some reason out of nowhere, decided to make breakfast. I never make breakfast. And this morning I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have a bowl of cereal. So More I shame. Cereal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Craziness, craziness. Drove to the office, opened my back seat to grab my laptop, and I'm like, holy shit, I left it at home. Go back in my car, drive all the way back home because my routine was not that. So it threw off my whole morning routine. Again, obviously, it's a small little bump, but that's how important the routine is, right? So if you're in the routine of lead generating from 9 o'clock till 12 o'clock, keep that routine, right? Keep that going. Make sure you maintain that. Clarity is power. 
So in order to be successful in this chaotic mar market, you have to find those opportunities. And yes, we might not be lead generating for sellers. We might be lead generating for buyers, but the routine of I'm going to lead generate from nine till 12 o'clock or nine to 11, whatever your routine is, stays the same, right? So again, it's creating that clarity in your business. Um, and then also on top of that, it's, yeah, the market is chaos, but find the opportunity in that. So what is the opportunity? So instead of it being a hot seller's market where it's just easy, we just list the home and it sells on its own kind of thing. We now have to go out there and create those opportunities. And so what does that opportunity look like? So when you're sitting down by yourself, think about that. Okay. It's a great opportunity for buyers. So we have first time buyers out there that we can help. Um, it's a great opportunity to upsize in this market, right? As you know, uh, bigger properties typically take a bigger hit. So maybe we target townhomes and we talk to them about getting into that detached home, right? That's a huge opportunity right there that you could take advantage of that I guarantee you most agents aren't thinking about, right? Mm -hmm. So again, getting back to it, my main point with all of this, and which I love everything that was said, but clarity is power, uh, sticking to your routine and seizing the opportunity of the chaotic market. That, that's what I always take away. And having that mindset that this sucks for you, but it also sucks for other people right? And so stop complaining about it. Just move on. It's life. It, it could be much worse, right? There could be much worse happening. So we're, we should just be grateful for what we have. And we just continue to power through it and have that mindset that this isn't going to stop me. This chaotic market will not be the end of me. Like Mel said, we're playing the long game, right? So this is just a little blip. This is actually, this is almost better for us long-term wise, because this is the opportunity for us to gain market share. And if you approach it with that mindset, that. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. If you approach it, yeah, if you approach it with that mindset, true, um, you will you will be better off, right? Mm -hmm. So again, it, it just comes down to believe in yourself and believe in your plan, right? Yeah. Because if you do that, you're you're invincible. And right? and Mal, just before this started, you gave us a great one. You gave us Tony, either find a way or make a way. Find a way or yep. make a way. Like, that's it. Like there is no other. It's find a way or make a way. Right. Yeah, just and, to be clear for our listeners, Tony is Tony Robbins. Just yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, and on an earlier reference to Kronk, that's an acronym for analyzing your business. Guys, just throw those out there for everybody who doesn't know what we're talking about right now. Yeah. When I coach, I'm always like, remember, we speak real estate and they yeah. speak English. <laughs> yeah. 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 But this is the opportunity. I mean, I'm getting excited just listening to Mike talk because. This is the time when every second agent, at least, is going to be saying, oh, it's crazy. I, I always go back, Jen. I had someone on my team, remember, around this time of year, what are you going to do this year? Well, nothing. It's almost Christmas. Almost Christmas? It's not <laughs> almost Christmas. There's no November one day. Yeah. Yeah. Let's remember what that is because when yeah. everyone is saying, yeah, it's fun, I guess I don't find it fun, but some people find it fun to, you know, have drinks, sit around and yeah, let's say how, how sucky this is. Well, I'm not going to that table because while they're busy, I'm probably going to buy them drinks at mm. that table and I'm going <laughs> to speak it. Yeah, that's right. And make this an opportunity for yourself because if you succeed now, and like, that just gives me shivers to say if, right? Like commit to succeeding now during this and creating those habits. If you don't have those habits that Mike was talking about, now is the best time ever to create them because you're going to see the difference magnified immediately, right? In, in yes. a situation like this, create them and not just your lead gen and everything. How do you start your day? I cannot tell you that starting my day with a purposeful mind, body, soul morning hour that is my own at 5 a.m. 
you don't have to do 5 a.m. if you're not a morning person, do it whenever. But that's the first thing I do in my day. And then I'm filled. So now I'm filled up. I have something to share. Otherwise, if I'm rolling over after I've hit snooze a whole bunch of times and I'm mad because the heat went off and now I'm going to be late, that's what I'm going to be giving out. You have to focus just not only for your own mindset, but what you're giving out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think one of the things we miss a lot in this discussion is we say we need to do things differently or you need to change or you need to adapt. Um, and I just thought of it when Mike was speaking that often we leave it at that. And for people that are new to the business or just trying to figure things out or haven't experienced this kind of market before, that's not an answer, right? That's just another statement. You need to adapt. Okay, well, what does that mean? You need to pivot. You need to double down. You need to add more time to what? Right. And Mike, you said it fully. You said we're focused. Maybe we're focusing now on calling buyers instead of sellers or we're targeting those move up people that own a townhome. And now they're going to potentially take advantage of the market and go to that detached home, which is a list and a buy. Right. You're controlling that market. Um, And that's what we mean when we say that. Right. It's not just a a statement or a catchphrase of we've got to pivot or we've got to we've got to change things. It's like, what are the action steps you need to implement in order to make those changes? Building habits and getting clear on a time block calendar is, is an excellent one. Right. That's step one. That should be step one. Step two is knowing what goes into those time blocks and your lead gen, you know, don't just double down on your lead gen, double down on the right type of lead gen. So what type of lead gen should you be doing for this kind of market? And if you don't know that answer, go and talk to people who have been through this market before or have more experience than you do that can give you that answer. You've got to go and find out, right? Because most people will just go, well, I don't know what that means. And then they stop. There's no further process because they they just go, that sounds great. But like, if I keep I could double down on cold calling, but if I'm calling sellers and sellers aren't listing, I'm just doing four hours of an activity that's not getting me any additional return. I'm going to get frustrated and I'm going to I'm going to stop doing that. Whereas if you understand that, hey, don't do that, work your database, you know, follow up with your leads and nurture the people you have and then target buyers. Now, all of a sudden, your model shifts and you start to get more clear on what those actions are. So when we when Mike said clarity, you're bang on Mike, but we don't I don't think we often go into the detail of what the action step yeah. actually is, right? And that's, and that's a great point. And to add on top of that, again, for example, if you are an avid door knocker, nothing wrong with that. You can continue door knocking in this market, but your message has to change. So your mm-hmm. message that you're talking about is going to change. So instead of saying, "Hi, you know, I knock on a door. My name is Mike. I'm with the local real estate team. Are you interested in selling now in the near future?" It might be more like are you interested in upgrading from this home to a bigger home, right? Are you interested in taking advantage of the slow real estate market, right? That's a whole different message, right? And that's going to catch somebody else's attention that's going to take advantage of it, right? So again, the form of your method of lead generation doesn't necessarily have to change, but your message has to change, right? And that's the message that you're delivering to the clients and you have to adapt that message. Because again, in six months time when the market's hot again or whatever, however long it's going to be, we still have, we just change our message again. Our method is the same, but our message is different, right? And by yeah. doing that, we are um, overcoming that chaotic market, right? We're taking yeah. advantage of the opportunities that are out there. Yeah, think- especially, I was going to say, especially for people that have ingrained habits, like you yeah. do, Mike, you make, you guys make calls every day. You have a farm, you door knock, like Mel, you work your database, you have, your, like there's systems. Dylan, you guys are all database. You know what you do. Don't change your habit, just shift your conversation. So that it's the right conversation and you're talking about the correct opportunities, right? That's the, that's the piece. 
and yeah. recognize, like I, I find that agents in general, but now is your time to shine. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they say, oh, you know, I, I love open houses as a lead gen, but nobody's having open houses. Okay. I want you to put, pick up the mirror. Who's going to be having that open house? You are. So you can see what's available. Be proactive. Take control of that. Quit trying to mm-hmm. be the recipient of someone else's effort. Call a listing agent where they're not having an open house, but it's in an area that you know and you want to promote buyers. You call that. I'm telling you, as a listing agent, if someone called me, I've got listings up. No one's calling me to do open houses. If they called me and said, hey, I see you've got a listing on XYZ. You know, if it's okay with your clients, I'd love to host an open house. This is what that looks like because not everybody hosts open houses the same, you know, Mm -hmm. and what they can do for my client and for myself are you crazy? And who am I going to remember when I have something else that I need to refer or help out? It's that person. I'm calling that person because let me say, Mike, has anyone called you to do an open house that was not already organized by yourself? No, no. They should be out there. I mean, I've got some clients I'm coaching who are raking it up in open houses, but they're doing that. And they're funny you say that Mel. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh, one of a, a good friend of mine in this industry, um, who is very successful, number one real estate agent in all of individual Canada of, of last year, I asked him, how did you start your career? And he said, I was literally the open house agent of my office. I would call every single agent that had a listing and I would say, I want to do an open house of your listing. And he would work every single open house. And anytime mm-hmm. an open house was available, they would call him first because he became that guy. And he built up a massive, again, number one agent in all of Canada, individual KW, right? A massive, massive real estate business through open houses, right? Open houses are hugely valuable. And what kills me about this conversation is I still get messages from some coaching agents saying, is I'm having trouble finding an open house. And I'm going, what? What? Like that narrative, that audio and video, they don't latch up, right? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's something missing in that situation. Um, And Dylan, grew up on open houses as an agent. I grew up in open houses as an agent, right? It's a very, very active way to build your business. And when Mel, when you say, you know, no one else is doing open houses, all I heard was, okay, great. So all the buyers are going to come to my open house, right? As opposed, as opposed to, well, no one else is doing it. So I won't either. Okay. Or you go get all the buyers because they want to go to open houses. Still, they still want to look at properties. They're still buying homes. Sales are down. Yes. But homes are still being sold. Mike, you, you guys are stats guys. How many, how many sales happened in October on Treb? Uh, on 1,400 something, I think it was. Yeah. 4,400. Yeah. yeah somewhere yeah. around there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's two yeah. narratives around that. There's, we had the lowest month historically since 1995, which is the one I've been seeing for like a week and a half now. And the other one is 4,400 homes sold last month. How many did you sell? Yeah. Yeah. How many right. did you do an open house on? Yeah. yeah. Eight thousand eight hundred ends were open house on. How many ends did you get? Eight thousand eight hundred ends, right? Yeah, two ends. Eighty-eight hundred ends, and people are out there saying there's no business. Like what? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Ins- that doesn't make sense. Eight thousand right? people got paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did anybody get paid? Right. Yeah. What did you do to get a part of those ends? Or did you just yeah. sit back and go, "Yep, market's slow." Nothing, no business, no business out there for me. No, no open houses for me to do. 
There was 8,800 yeah. options. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Even more than that. 3,400 options. Yeah, there's yeah, let's throw that to Mel real quick because Mel, Mel was looking at the stats in Georgina. And what was the change in listing inventory from last year to this year? Yeah, so I did October 2022 to October 2023. And you guys who are listening to us, all of us on this call know our stats at any moment in time you can ask us and we will know because that is so essential. That's that's part of our job. So hopefully, you know, most people I ask don't know. But anyway, the interesting part was October 2022 to October 2023, we had 53% more active listings. Okay, on the market. And we're talking real numbers, like 125 to 245 or something like that, right? 53% more active listings. The solds were only like there was 45 in 2022 and 37. So it was very minuscule. I think it was 2% or something increase or sorry, decrease in sales mm -hmm. with twice the inventory. Right. Yeah. And then you can look, Mike asked me a question because what you should be doing with these stats, whatever you decide to pick right? Whether you're doing week to week or month over month or whatever, ask, it should bring up more questions. It shouldn't bring up, ah, that's what's happening. So Mike said to me, well, what, what was the median price? So I said, interestingly enough that you, I'm so happy you asked that because the median price, it was only changed by 6% month to month and 7% less year over year. Well, that's not what, if you're listening to the TV and the news and all of this, that isn't what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. And then the next part of that stat, and I, you know, that when you're doing your stats, we ask it around our table every meeting. What, that's great, but okay. what does that mean to your buyers? What does that mean to your sellers? What's the message you're putting out? Because you mm -hmm. need to know what those stats are. What's the message? It's like telling yep. somebody, you know, it's hotter today than yesterday. Okay, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. And also I want to point out too, that that 4,400 was just Treb. That's not including the Berry board. That's not including Ragbos or yeah. Lakelands or Niagara or any of the other boards you could choose to tap into if you needed to, right. Or if you don't live like as local, there's, that's, there's a lot of business being done on a daily and monthly basis. It's, if you're not getting a piece of it, that's on you ultimately, right? We have to take personal responsibility about that. What are you doing to get your piece? And if you're not doing enough or you're not changing or you're not sitting back, you're going to be one of the people that goes, yeah, I didn't get any of that 8,800 ends last month, right? Which yeah. sounds ridiculous when we put it like that. I know. I and agree. if you don't know yeah. what to do, I, I get when people say, well, I don't know what to do. I, I One of my very first brokers in business is one thing I always remember he said, because of course, brand new agent, no business, like, oh my God, this sucks. Like what is happening? Mm -hmm. And he said, do real estate, do something in real estate. If you don't know what to do, find someone who you can shadow, who you can go with, who you can help at an open house. Mm -hmm. Just find somebody. I mean, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, hey, okay. It might even get that person you asked more motivated, you know, like ask, don't sit around and wait for something to happen. And, and that's a tragedy for the agents that started in COVID. I feel about this, this, this bad for them, <laughs> it's gone. but the point is, is you're, you didn't get to flex your muscle and I say get to, and that's another thing we got to stop saying is have to, right? I have to do my lead gen. I have to do girl, like you're lucky you get to do it. You know, you're in a position to get to do this. You get, yep. you are to be in a position surrounded by all these people who want to help you. Mm -hmm. Like yep. 
we're also, mindset. we're talking a lot about opportunity and ways to get help. And what, you know, going right back to mindset for a second, the ones that want to succeed will succeed. And it, as I'm listening to you guys, it reminds me of a story that Cecilia, my partner, told me one time when she first started back in 1978. She was at a small brokerage. She was young. She was brand new. And she went to her broker and she's like, look, I've got no business. Help me. What do I do? Like, kind of like your story now. What, what am I doing now? I've got no business. I don't know what to do. And the broker told her, you see these guys that are making a lot of money already? If the amount of time that I could spend on you might get you this far. The amount of time I could spend on them will get them that far. So I'm sorry, Cecilia, I just can't help you. And you know what that did? That pissed her off. So what did she do? She picked up everything. She picked up all the desk shifts. She stayed in late, did all of her cold calling in the evenings, was in the office in the mornings cold calling, and she built a big business in spite of what that guy had told her. So yeah. forget about all these other like, I need help, I need help. Well, we're, of course, we're here to help you. That's a That's a given. But the people that want to succeed will find a way to succeed. And so I yep. need you guys to adapt that kind of mindset because you can have as big of a life if you, as you want with that mindset in hand. And that's the one thing that yep. I think I'd just like to leave everybody with for our call today is if you want it, go out and get it. There's 8,800 ends out there for you to go get right now that you can take and build an amazing end of Q4 for, for this year. So um we are the PSN coaches. You can find us all over the place. That's Jennifer Silbernagel, Mike Russo, Melissa Taylor, Dylan Silbernagel. You can find us on Spotify at PSN Coaching. You can find us on YouTube, Google Podcasts, psncoaching.com. And if you are an agent that is outside of Keller Williams and thinking about making a change, looking for a place where you can get some more support, where you can have these higher level conversations, reach out to Jen directly. She will help you. It's TL at kwrealtycenters.com. And um, yeah, let's go from there. Let's just make sure that we're building everybody around us so that we all have very, very happy lives. Because, you know, I was listening to something the other day and they said the secret to a happy and healthy life is that the people around you have a happy and healthy life. And so let's pour into each other and uh, and we'll go from there. Thank you so much for joining us today. And wait, Mel's got something before we go. I just want to do another plug. Yeah. Uh, the Melissa Taylor team is actually <laughs> recruiting those agents who are who have been trying, who have been, you know, they, they've done five to 10 transactions and they're like, I need to be surrounded by what this is. I don't care whether you're with Keller or not. Let's mm -hmm. have the conversation, right? And see, because mm -hmm. I believe in, I know you guys believe together we are better. And mm -hmm. I mean, ever since I've started hanging around you smart people, that's, that's the way I feel too. Right. So Love thank that. you guys. Beautiful. All right, everybody. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye for now. Ciao. Bye.